Do you want to charge more for your services? Of course you do. But how do you make that dream a reality? Clients pay higher prices when they expect to receive more value. And you create that by sharing what you do. How do you solve their problems? The services you offer. Unfortunately, many of you aren't talking about that on your website. You talk about yourself, your work, and how to contact you. But you're leaving out the thing that matters most. How you help your clients. In this episode of Own Your Business, Katie and I discuss the five stages of awareness and what content to share at each stage, what role your services page plays on your website, and what not to put on that services page. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Katie Taylor Jacobson, welcome to the Own Your Business podcast. So good having you on. I love these episodes where I actually get to talk with somebody, especially my favorite person, you. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. I'm serious. You know, I love talking shop with you. Well, yes. And, it, you know, it's fun. I, I, When I talk to our clients, they'll always say like, oh, I just love yours and Sam's dynamic. And I always laugh because I'm like, well, because you're hearing us on a recording. If you heard us in the kitchen last night, you may not find that so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it'd be entertaining. Oh, it'd yeah, that's true. It'd be entertaining. You would be shocked and appalled at how we speak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> More like real housewives of San Juan Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks well, for having thanks me. Thanks for coming on. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I feel like there's a more conversation that happens and your perspective, obviously, is super important, especially when it comes to websites, which I want to talk about today. So you want to roll your sleeves up and get into why it's so important to have a services page? Oh, let's do it. So Katie loves coming on the podcast and having these conversations and discussions, but she doesn't like picking the topics that we talk about. And <laughs> she's usually like, actually, she's always like, send me a list of not only what we're talking about, but I want to know like some of the questions and the high points. Katie loves repair. She's true analyzer in that way where she wants to know ahead of time. So she's not put on, on under the under the spotlight on short notice. Don't worry. I'm an analyzer relator. So I'm like a softer, fuzzier version of an analyzer. You're like a teddy bear version of an analyzer. Right, totally. Yeah. Analyzer's been such a bad rap. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the the boss dreamer. So I've got, you know, kind of this fun, charismatic side of being, you know, a complete tyrant when it comes to getting things done. <laughs> Good point. Perfect match. We're a perfect yeah. match. But, but going back to the, how do I pick topics? I usually just listen to what it is that people are telling me. And then I'm like, okay, I've heard that a few times. We should probably provide some information and insight on that. And so today's topic was exactly that. It was last week I was doing a masterclass for Develop Academy, Charla and Jennifer's really cool community that they have for photographers who are looking to level up from premium to luxury. And they do these once a month, master classes with guest experts called glow ups. 
I never thought I'd be a, in a glow up, certainly teaching one about it, but I was. And the topic was, sorry, I'll take a break so you all can hear Katie laughing. So there I was in my glow up and I was sharing information about how to use your website to sell more. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to talk about a little bit of every part of the website. And so on day one, I went through and talked about the homepage. I talked about the about page, talked about the real wedding blog posts and contact page, and also talked about the services page. Now, what was interesting about the services page is that I had to look long and hard to try and find some examples of top photographers in the wedding industry who had anything about services. And so what I ended up talking about was how just by having a services page, you can stand out in a crowded marketplace because almost nobody has one. So I went through and I actually put a slide deck together with a screen grab of 12 different top photographers' websites, navigations. And I looked at what each one of them had and put it up. And in this collage, there were only two out of the 12 that had a services page. Two out of 12. So fast math, that's 16.66% had a services page. Everybody had a homepage, everybody had an about page, everybody had a contact page and a portfolio page. Some people had like a press page or an FAQ, but nobody actually had a page on the services that they offer to their clients. And it wasn't that it was just name something different like details or experience or even pricing. It was no services page whatsoever. And Katie, we look at literally dozens, scores, maybe even hundreds of websites a week, certainly a month. And this is pretty common for us to see people who don't have a services page. Yeah. You know, you and I've talked about this. I think the the reason is, I think one of the bigger reasons is that people don't know what to put on the services page. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh, darn it. Um, and so they just don't put one at all. You know, it's like, well, mm -hmm. I'll just hide that page until I figure out what I want to say, or I'm not a great writer. I don't know what people want to hear from me. You know, so they just opt out. Right. Choose not to do it. Right. Don't know how to do it. Don't want to hire somebody to do it. So just not going to do it. Right. Exactly. And they're like, well, we'll see how this affects things. And, you know, and we'll see if we need one. And then they usually discover that they do need one. Well, because it, it's one of the most important pages. It's where, you, it's where you're, you're making your overture of like, hey, I can help you. This, right. You, you've got these needs and these desires. I can take care of those for you. And here's how I do it inquire for more. And, and I, I'll want, before we go on, I want to just mention because there's some things that we don't say or that we say that sometimes get confusing because we people tend to consume a lot of the information that we put out. When we're talking about services, we do not mean the collections, packages, offerings that you have for your business. Those are the features of your services. Those are the products that you offer as part of your services. The services are Another way of saying these are solutions that I offer to the problems that you have that you're seeking out in a vendor, a provider like me. So these are these are general services that that you do, not the specific products that you offer. So yeah. we don't we don't recommend putting those on the website. Do not put your packages and pricing on your website. We're not saying that. But what we do want to make sure you're doing is putting the right information about your general services that you offer. Well, we'll probably get into this a little bit. It's okay to mention the products because sometimes the products are the solution to the problem or they're involved in the solution. 
But nine times out of 10, you're doing so much more for a customer that you're not even charging them directly for. And those are the things that we really want to help to unpack on the services page, you know, because that's going to help build value for you as a service provider. Right. Build value and create desire. That's what you were doing on the services page. And then if you put some testimonials, you're providing reassurance and boom, Bob's your uncle. You got three out of three things that you got to do to make people spend money with you. You got to build value, create desire and provide reassurances. If you can do those things, they're going to take the next step forward. And that's really what we're trying to do on the services page is get somebody to feel that gap being bridged of what they want with you being able to provide it. And so that services page is a necessary stop between the home or about page or your portfolio and the contact page. The services page is generating interest for somebody to reach out and contact you. But you've got to have it there in the first place. They're not going to reach out uh, from the about page and be like, you know what? I really love this person's personality. I really feel like their history and experience and these fun facts that I read about them that feel like a match.com profile are what I'm looking for in my planner. So I'm going to reach out on the contact page and see if I can spend a lot of money with them to plan out the most important day of my life. That they, they want to connect with you, but after they connect with you and trust you and believe that you could be the person that could fulfill their needs, you got to tell them what you do, how you do it, how you make that happen, how it's going to help them. If you don't make that connection for them, they're not going to go all the way to taking that next step with you. So let's unpack some of this a little bit. Katie, I would love to know a little bit more about these different stages that couples need to go through. Really, anybody needs to go through on a buyer's journey. And you and I have talked about five different stages of awareness. And I know you use it a lot with the copywriting team. What are the five stages of awareness? Yeah. So the five stages of awareness are what a buyer goes through when they're going from completely unaware that a product or a service exists all the way to they are ready to purchase from you. So those five stages are unaware, problem aware. So they're aware that they have this problem and are, you know, I don't even think they've actively started looking for a solution yet because the next stage is solution aware. Solution aware is where they are far enough along. They're like, man, this problem is annoying enough that I'm now looking actively for a solution and what are my different solutions to uh, meet this meet this desire or solve this problem. Um, the next stage is product aware. This is somebody who is uh, now actively digging into the different solutions available and trying to understand. This is like the comparing apples to apples or apples to oranges phase. They're looking to see like what's different about this solution from this solution. And then the last one is most aware. And most aware is where they have kind of gone through the entire process. They've narrowed it down to their top maybe two or one. And ideally, they're most aware, ready to buy, and they're going to purchase from you. Yeah. So so really, really fundamental to anything with marketing and sales is that you are constantly trying to move people from one stage of awareness to the next. That is what you are doing. Your goal is not to get them to buy your your product when they don't even know what they need. That's why you can't send them a PDF pricing guide when they first inquire because they don't know what they don't know. All that education that we know that you as wedding pros spend your time doing when somebody inquires, that hasn't been done yet. 
So if you have somebody who doesn't even know what they really truly want or need or or the general solutions that you offer, but you hit them with product aware information of here are my packages and my pricing, there's a serious disconnect because the products don't match with the service, which don't match with a solution or to the problems that they have because they don't even really know fully what those are. And so we want to make sure that on the services page, before they inquire, you're getting them to the point where they are better prepared and maybe even fully prepared to learn more about your products, to receive a proposal of specific packages or collections from you to meet their very particular needs. So they have to know these services before you can present your packages. And if you don't do it on your website, you're going to have to do it in the inquiry process, which makes more work for you. And it makes the inquiry process seem longer than it needs to be and requires more work for the buyer. And we always want to make it as easy as possible, almost always want to make it as easy as possible for, for the buyer. And if we're making it hard, we want to do so intentionally. So if, if you're looking at the website, the website typically lives in this like product aware service aware state or solution aware stage. And you're, you're trying to get people to be problem aware enough to move on to the solutions. And then when they feel like they have a good understanding of the solutions, then they can inquire to get the information about the products. So that's why you've got to have this services page because it gets people to, okay, I'm aware of your service. I'm aware of your solutions to my problems. Now I want to know the specifics and how much it's going to cost. So when you're going through and you're thinking about what to talk about on that services page, knowing that we're trying to share some of the quote unquote solutions that we offer to their problems, what are some things that we're trying to, to explain or showcase or highlight on the services page? Well, we always say, we go back to always, what does your buyer need to hear from you? So... <clears throat> We go back to the research, like when we're writing copy for somebody's website, uh, and if I were instructing someone on how to do it for themselves, I would say, go back to what are the top desires and top concerns of your customers and make sure that they, those are addressed in order on your website. And what I mean by in order is the more frequently you hear a desire or concern, the earlier on you should address it on the website. Um, and so that's really what you want to focus on on the services page. You can do that through a number of ways. I mean, obviously, part of the oftentimes part of the desires or concerns that we see from customers have to do with what is this process going to look like? How's it going to actually be to work with you? Are you going to be, you know, if you're a photographer, are you going to be in my face all day or are you going to let me actually like just enjoy my time with my family and friends? So part of what you want to do on your services page is explain what the actual client journey looks like, what they can expect from you before, during, and after the wedding day or the event day. Other things that you want to address are, like I said, the other desires and concerns of that customer and specifically what you do to solve those problems, meet those desires, exceed those expectations. Okay. So there's two things in there that I want to highlight. One is the client journey experience, a one, two, three process that follows a formula of before the wedding, on the wedding, after the wedding. And then the other group is a set of perfect solutions that you offer to your client's biggest desires and concerns. And 
either one of those, both of those are great components to a solid services page. Yeah, absolutely. I did not come up with this. I can't remember who did though. I wish I could. But copy, the the first line of copy's job is to get the next line of copy read. And so, you know, and the job of the copy is to kind of be that salesperson for you when somebody lands on your site. And so you don't want to write just a bunch of stuff. You don't want to have just a bunch of bullet points. You want this copy to trigger that buyer to kind of meet them where they are when they land on your website for them to feel like, God, she just read my mind. She's talking, she's addressing everything question, every doubt, every concern I had. And it's making me want to read more because I'm feeling like I'm getting the answers to my to my problems or my concerns. Mm-hmm. So l- let, me, let me see if I can bring this home for everybody with a metaphor. And then let's talk about maybe some specific examples. So Katie and I just got done updating our site, nightyactionconsulting.com site. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead and look at it. We're pretty proud of it. Uh, we got a new, new design and, and new copy. I got crazy one week and sat down and binge wrote the entire website in like what, four days or five days, something like that. It was pretty, pretty funny. Um, And Katie and the team did a great job of putting together the photos and the calls to action and the style kit into the, the site. But when we were going through and doing this, I had to really sit down and figure out what I wanted to communicate. What were the things that we did? You know, what was our customer journey like? What are are perfect solutions to your problems. And so if you think about what we do, what services we offer, and what we would want to talk about on our services page, it would be fire psychology, right? Like that's a big part of what we do. It's a secret sauce. It's something that frankly, nobody else in the wedding industry can talk about, or I have heard talk about at the breadth and depth that we do. And so that is a service that we would want to highlight that we come at all the solutions that we offer based on behavioral science and buyer psychology. So that would be that would be like a block of copy that we would want to put on our page. Another block of copy that we would want to put on our page is that, you know, we look at it we look at everything we do from a practical perspective. How can you implement this? Not just know about it, but implement it with ease and and confidence. So offering advice and recommendations that are easy to implement. That is a thing that as a service that we offer. Um, something else that we offer is that we offer a, a complete solution. You know, some people are experts in this, that, or the other thing when it comes to marketing or sales. We can offer everything you need to get your business growing in the right direction from never heard about you to I just signed the contract. And so we can take care of every step in the buyer's journey with done with you or done for you services. So those are three services that we offer. Those are solutions that we offer to our clients' problems. So let's bring this to you as a wedding professional. What would that look like then? So for you, if, like let's say you're a photographer, you can you can talk about how you make people feel beautiful in front of the camera. Okay, that would be a thing that you could do. You could talk about how you are a uh, um, you're you're always there but never present. You're able to get all the photos, but you aren't in their face. Those would be a couple of services that you that you offer, solutions that you offer to their problems. If you're a planner, um, let's say you go through and you know one of the things that you know that your clients really want from you is they they want to feel like they're a step ahead rather than behind. So you could talk about how you 
how you make that happen, whether that's through weekly or biweekly meetings or sending out, here's our to-do list for the month or some other thing, you can talk about how that's a service that you provide. Not the checklist itself, but that you provide it ahead of time to ease their anxiety about not knowing what's coming down the pipeline and feeling like they're going to get behind. Um, if you're a stationer, you could talk about how you source out um, environmental friendly inks and, and paper suppliers, for instance, if you know that that's something that your clients are interested. Whatever it is that you do, think about what your clients are most interested in and how you do something to meet those needs. You know, and if you have not, you know, done a big survey with your clients like we've recommended in the past, just even think through like what are the most commonly asked questions that you get asked on a discovery call or right before the contract is signed? Um, or what are the things on the discovery call that people bring up, uh, you know, as, as something that's like kind of keeping them up at night? Um, I, you know, my guess is, is that through those discovery calls, through the proposal meeting where you're going through sort of any objections or hesitations, you're going to start to see sort of a pattern develop amongst your buyers or amongst your um, clients, potential clients, and you know, start making notes of that. And then you'll know right away, oh gosh, this is a bigger issue. I need to start to address this on my services page. Yeah. And, and I love that you bring that up, Katie. And I'm just going to kind of toe the water here on something that you and I get asked quite a bit. And that's, should I have an FAQ page or should I have FAQs? We don't necessarily like the FAQ form with the the structure that 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 to us doesn't really scream creativity or storytelling or conversion best practices but the content the information that you might include in a really good FAQ that's absolutely stuff that you should include on your services page you just said here's a hack guys if you get asked a question over and over and over again on the discovery call you should just put that information on your website and you could be thinking while listening to this, well, I, can I just do that in FAQ? You could, but it wouldn't look as good. It wouldn't be the story that you want to tell. And oftentimes people pick the wrong questions to answer in the FAQ, aka oh. what kind of gear do I use? Do I use insurance? Do you travel? <laughs> Are there travel fees? It's always it's so funny. The FAQs always turn into like the fine print of somebody's contract. You know, and and this is again super important stuff. But when they are at a different stage of awareness, when they are product aware and they're comparing apples to apples, they want to know the minutia, the nuances between the different products that they're comparing, and that's when you would want to get into the granular detail. But it's just easier for us as copywriting experts, as sales coaches and trainers, to say don't do an FAQ because you probably aren't putting the right questions to answer in there in the first place. It's better just to stick with, here's what I do to help meet your biggest desires. That is what you want to focus on. And you could even be that direct with a headline, truly. With a lot of buyers, you could be that direct and then like go through and tell a little bit of a story with a, you know, a crosshead and a little bit of body copy where you're addressing each of the each of the desires or each of the concerns. This doesn't have to be like terribly verbose. You know, people don't have to write a novel. In fact, they should not write a novel. <laughs> right. You So the formula really is that you would want to pick three to five, maybe as many as six right. of these, these little 50 to 75 word blurbs about things that you do that help your clients get what they want to need the most. You could put a little one, two, three 
before, during, and after, and then it could, you know, drop some testimonials in there and then throw a starting app price down at the bottom and a call to action to get to the contact page. I mean, three to five calls to action, but at the bottom, it would be call to action, testimonial, go to the contact page. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. At the same time, though, if you don't know how to do this on your own, reach out for help. Reach out and have a professional do it. It's the same reason why your clients reach out to you because they can't do it on their own as well as they need it done. And your business is too important for you to wing it or fake it till you make it or frankly abdicate any responsibility to do what you now know is super important for your website because it's a crucial step in the buyer's journey that you may not be fulfilling. Any last words of advice, Ms. Jacobson, that you would like to share with the audience on services pages? Don't be scared of them. <laughs> That's really what I would say. But like Sam said, if you are scared of them, if you hate writing, if you're not sure what to say, reach out. We're certainly here to be a lifeline for you. Go to our blog or listen to this podcast. There are other episodes specifically on the services page. There's a ton of free content out there. We're here for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Catherine, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Cat. Catherine, thank Kat? you. No, thank you, Catherine, for joining me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I value the the time that you have. And I know you're working hard with our team and and uh, also supporting our clients and making sure the services pages and other pages look amazing on their site. So thank you very much. And we'll have you on soon. Perfect. Can't wait. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through.